Hello everybody, welcome to episode 11 of the Talk About It Mate podcast. Uh, my name's Mike, I'm the founder of Talk About It Mate, and uh, the proud founder of Talk About It Mate, and uh, this theme of this podcast is acceptance. Uh, I was lucky enough to sit down with a, a great guy called James. Uh, he shared his thoughts on men's mental health, uh, his own take on self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love, uh, and his experiences through acting and the portrayal of mental health in in films and movies and, and celebrity really. Um, we also touched on coping mechanisms and you know t- we kind of signed off by talking about how we look after our minds and self-positivity and a really interesting conversation. Thank you very much. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 11 of the Talk About It Mate podcast and our theme today is around acceptance and I've got a wonderful guest here called James, hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you again James. It's, um, we've started off really formal but yeah, I wonder no, how long it is. Yeah, we know each other anyway so it's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> um, we are here in a really lovely cafe in Wigington called Boho Utopia. It's a vegan cafe but it's really nice and uh, you can choose your own mug and everything and uh, I've had about four green teas so I've been to the toilet about nine times but uh, I'm hoping this will be a really good podcast. Um, We are here as as I said to talk about acceptance but before we start I'm just going to fill you in in what's been going on in the talk about it mate um, world. Um, Recently as in the weekend just gone we did a yoga and lunch with My City Yoga. Uh, Mary's a really good yoga teacher at Levin Jume Old Library, which is a really good event. And then we had lunch after. Uh, I, when we got there though, I set off the alarm. So then this massive alarm's going off. So we started late. So I was panicking. I had to really use Only my coping. I had to use my coping strategies <laughs> uh, there. Uh, I was panicking a bit, but then the, the yoga did send to me. But have you done yoga? I've tried yoga. Um, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> My body personally isn't made for that. Really? I, I thought be good. I get that some people find it like therapeutic and I kind of was like, you know, I'm going to be really healthy. I'm going to try yoga. And like I got halfway through and I was like, no. It's painful. But I would definitely say that for those that do it and they get fulfillment out of it, go for it. It's something great to try. I know a lot of people that get a lot out of it. Um, I think I want to try and build it up, especially for the mind. And, and But it was it's just painful and I'm aching. Like my shoulders, my joints and yeah. are aching. But I tend to get that from swimming because I feel like uh, by going swimming, which I go like five days a week, I feel like it kind of like just clears my head completely. Right, so There you go. We'll come on to that later on. Uh, yeah, after the event, we went to the Bluebell Pub in Levengeum and the guy who runs it, he's called Mark, such an inspiring guy. We spent like an hour with him last week and um, he does loads for the old people in the community, works with people with dementia and he's happy to host events for Talk About It Mate in, in the future. And uh, it's just those kind of relationships though that make people want to volunteer and want to do good work so um that's great what else have i been up to well went to a social media workshop last week through people plus with uh, adam whittaker who's really good he was like giving me loads of interesting tips and then i went to an event at lloyd's bank upstairs on market street the other night and there were some really good talkers there including people from like andy's man club there was counselors um, and i was really proud of myself because at the end i got the microphone and i said a few words and I, like and it's the I think the, the longer we do talk about it, mate, which is two years now, 500 members on Meetup, then I, I want to be sat down in the panel because I feel like I've got a good breadth of knowledge through the podcasts and people I've met. So, um, And then that brings me on to the other thing that I'm doing, which is away from Talk About It, mate, no affiliation with Talk About It, mate. Uh, it's called The Human Space. 
that this is a men's mental health thing. So I'm just going to read the kind of description and mm-hmm. you can go, ooh, and ah, in the background. The Human Space Manchester is now up and running every Wednesday, 6.30pm to 7.30pm at Friends Meeting House. Uh, the right to talk should never be a privilege. Calling all men who have been through something, who are going through something, or maybe you just want to talk without the fear of judgment, come along to the human space, uh, www.wearehuman.org. And they've got, it's run by an actor actually, James, uh, and they've got videos and there's actors and other famous people talking about men mental health around different themes. But it's one hour sessions, men getting together to talk honestly in a confidential space without risk of judgment or ridicule. And, you know, it looked very good. And so I wanted to get involved. And I've done two of them now. And honestly, it was amazing. It blew me away. It's very, very powerful to get a group of men together talking in that way. And uh, speaking of powerful men with powerful stories, James, that's my link to you. Did you not think that was good? I think that was pretty good. Could have been better, but go on. Speaking of powerful men, James... um, (laughs) It's great to have you here today. Um, we met about two years ago. Yeah, we did meet two years ago. Um, we met on the level two counselling course. We did. Um, at MCTC. Um, and yeah, it was just great to kind of, at first when I did the course, it was kind of like, a, just something I was like, mm, I might try it. Um, Cause I'm quite a caring person. So I was like, let me go into that forty of counselling where it is about kind of, being there for someone else. Um, I went on to my level three last year. And what I found in that situation is working with difference and working with people from religious, different religions, from ethnicities, from um, sexualities, and just coming all together and realizing that we all share a common ground of having our own issues of what we deal with and tackle in regards to mental health. And I feel like in regards to being more open about your own feelings because especially as men I feel like there's a double standard in regards to how mental health is treated towards a man mm-hmm. yeah. um, not saying that it's not important in either gender or ways more important but I feel like because a man's attributed to being kind of like an alpha male um, we kind of have the kind of old fashioned saying of all oh, like man or poor be a man or don't be a big girl's blouse do you know what I mean so I feel like with men we kind of like don't show our feelings as much. Yeah, that's if you're almost punished for showing feelings and like, but if that means that you bottle it up or you you take loads of drugs or you drink and or you hit someone, is that better than just admitting your feeling your feelings? That's the thing we get. Many are supposed to be like hard men, like get put upon this pedestal. But like, you know, some people in some of the behaviours aren't helpful. It's subjective as to what people feeling in that way but personally I don't think there's a weakness in being able to express your emotions because I feel like in being able to be so vocal mm. and say look I am struggling here I want help yeah. what kind of greater strength or inspiration is that yeah. than kind of masking it behind yeah. addiction in some form and it's not always substance abuse in regards to alcoholism or yeah. drugs or no. that kind of thing it can be much deeper, more gambling, it yeah, could be exactly. addicted to food. Like, it's just funny to what you said about you know, that openness. And we did presentations on that course, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, level two. And I went first because I wanted to get out of the way. And I talked about talk about it, mate, which I just set up. You did well, and, Mike. Yeah, well, but, <laughs> could you go always get the thing is, someone said that the group the other night, if you if you're really anxious and you leave it and leave it, that's only going to build because you know it's your turn coming up. 
if you just do it, you've done like skydives and stuff, but you know, if you just do, do it, then just do it is like a tagline for me a bit, then you feel better. But I think everybody was sharing, but it kind of hit a different level when you shared, I thought, because mm-hmm. that opened the group up and your, your openness inspired other people and inspired me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm more open now than, than I was then. So I just want, no, I'm not, I know, I, I, you know, I'm not just saying that, like, <laughs> like, he's lost the word, this is brilliant. But it was, it did, it opened the group up, didn't it? Because it was real and authentic. Did it, did it, did you know, did you know it's a change in your life after you told your story, which obviously you don't have to tell everything here, but did you know it's a change? I feel like it changed in a complete, completely different way um, this year in regards to the people that I've met on the course that I did. I felt like seeing grown men and women and people younger than me obviously I'm 32 years old but seeing people kind of be so vocal and so honest as well to just a group of people I found it really endearing and there were certain elements of my life that I've never shared even with best friends until recently and I felt that the course helped me be a lot more open um, one of the things that I came to terms with was the fact of always battling like eating disorders from being a very very young age mm-hmm. um, and being so obsessed by trying to convey myself to what society um, expects and I, I feel like that's been even more heightened um, within social media um, and even celebrities like you had um I don't know if you saw it, there was a Jesse Nelson documentary yeah, film. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I, I wouldn't say I was too judgmental, but yeah, you do get an idea of a person. And I felt very sorry for her. I felt very sorry for her. I felt she was very open and honest, but it was almost like she couldn't shake it off. Yeah, and I do think, it, in terms of being able to relate, um, obviously not in that way of fame, of still, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine One day. what it's like to well, be that level, but... Um, one thing I realise is you can go through certain situations in your life and people think it's just easy to get over. So, yeah. say, for instance, a breakup or even something that's not part of your life anymore. Like, when I was younger and I was in high school, I kind of... I was 16 stone. I was so overweight and so unhappy that I became... Um, just... I was just such a sad person. And then I realised that I did need to change... Um, just in regards for my own health and well-being so I started to lose weight in a kind of like natural way of like going to the gym and just kind of like working out and eating healthy and then because I was bullied so much in high school for the way that I was in regards to my weight or um, being put down and called so many detrimental things it really affected my confidence and my self-worth and it, sometimes when you can someone constantly say the same things over and over again it validates it in your mind so you kind of lose a sense of who yeah. you are as a person and you try to live your life by adapting or trying to change for someone else and it does become really tiring and I've literally last year came out of um seeing someone where I recognized those same patterns of behavior where yeah. I was trying to change who I was in order to make them like me more and I forgot the essence of who I was in to begin with like when we first met and I think that's a really hard thing to do I think you should always remain honest and be authentic to yourself and bringing it back to kind of like eating disorders when I was eating healthy and I did lose the weight I'd kind of run into people that knew me from being like obese 
to like complimenting me and saying, oh my God, like you look amazing, you look great and stuff. So I kind of took it the wrong way of thinking, okay, so I guess the thinner you are, the more happy you are. So I went yeah. from being losing weight in a healthy way to literally being bulimic and being um, anorexic of completely not eating. Like, I don't know how I did it, but I went like six months in the year at one point of literally eating like half a tin of soup a day. Really? Um, and exercising vigorously as well to the point where I did collapse and realise basically if I don't eat I'm, it's going to be like really really bad for me so you've me, gone so. from one way like yeah so it's like one extreme yeah one extreme so at what point has that started to you've started to fall into a happy not to say happy but like a, I think it's something I'll always battle with mm. but I think I'm a lot healthier now where I can recognise I feel like if you want to treat yourself and have that cake or that dominoes yeah. or something then definitely do it but then it, it is such a cliche and i hate cliche sayings but it is everything in moderation and literally like, life is everything in life is balanced do you know what i mean so like um and it seems like you've come to accept that bringing it back to the feet yeah like whereas before maybe I mean, i've been through my weight loss journey you've seen me in the last two years yeah. like it's looking great, by the way, guys. He's getting married. Yeah. He's getting married less next month. Four, less than four <laughs> weeks. Yeah, you should see me on the dance floor. No, but re- the last few weeks, I'm, I, I put a bit of weight back on, but it's because I'm not obsessively weighing myself every day because I was trying to do it for football. I'm a, bit, a lot happier, actually, because I, I feel like I've earned the right to enjoy the slimmer body. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I'm not going to go back there. I saw a guy talk the other night, and he lost loads of weight mm-hmm. at this thing, and he said, like, every time I do something, I feel like that's the fat unhappy and unhealthy guy coming back and he's like well it's only one meal you know even pts would say that to you wouldn't mm-hmm. they like yeah you know when you've your patterns of behavior are, are negative like you, you you've got really good self-awareness and but acceptance is often the, the hardest thing mm-hmm. in, in lots of areas of life i think because you can i don't know just to accept something is to be oh, oh. well there's things that i'm not okay with but i've accepted them does that make sense yeah, that makes sense. Some things will never sit well with me, but that's part of who you are as a person. But if you can accept that you're... I'm not giving you advice here. It, that you are vulnerable and you might make mistakes. And that's part of everyone's life. Because I we should put everyone else up on a pedestal. I realised something this year, and it's probably one of those um, words of advice that will always stay with me and it really held a resonance and I was so glad for his honesty, but... There was um, a person on the course um, who, when doing kind of like recordings, I kind of was like, oh, I made a mistake. So I stopped and instead of letting it flow and be natural, I wanted to be, Mm. get it right and make it perfect from the start. And then upon receiving feedback, he mentioned, he was like, I feel like when you stopped it, you kind of lost that kind of truth and authenticity because sometimes I think we drive so much to be perfectionist in everyday life that and I think that's just so that's open to so many sub kind of things as well like it it can be weight it can be saying that you've achieved a certain thing by a certain time in your life and I think as well with when you kind of watch like I don't really watch reality tv shows but it isn't real life do you know what I mean it's It's like it's not it's like we're everyday people we do experience emotions, we have days of feeling happy, we have days of feeling sad, 
and when you do accept just being human that's all it is it's just acceptance of being human that authenticity that you mentioned that was something that drew, drew me to you straight away like Apart, besides living close to each other, I wouldn't say we don't have, we don't really have a lot in common in many ways. But very early on, when I go into a group situation, I am very particular about the people that I'm drawn to, mm-hmm. and um, it tends to be the very authentic people. And like that, very similar to what you said about that recording. As soon as you like try and adjust yourself, and you got like get a bit rattled, your natural way is gone. Like I'm very natural and organic, and. And that's why I just try and do these in one take, you know, because if, if, you, if you get to that stage where... This is the fourth take, guys. <laughs> um, it leads to perfectionism, though, doesn't it? Like, and you're never, ever going to be perfect, is it? Well, then I feel like when you take that pressure of yourself of being perfect, I feel like as individuals, we don't give ourselves enough credit for who we are as a person. And we kind of look or we tend to compare ourselves to other people's achievements or relationships and... Um, mm-hmm. I think with your social media and apps like Facebook and Instagram, we tend to look at a false personification of a picture of an image We're of what people assumption. are, and exactly leading back to what this is about, leading to an assumption about um, what you need to achieve in terms of acceptance and. The fact is, is that it's not real, the virtual world. We need to take away from that and understand that it's more important to be content within every real life and just to take time to look out after yourself, whether it be exercise, whether it be just taking time to read, whether it be mindfulness, which I've yeah. recently gotten into. Yeah. Um, and that, that, That's really, really, there's quite a lot there to unpick, but you say about being authentic, what's the authentic version of you? The authentic version of me. If you could use a few words to describe yourself. Because people hate this. But I have to sometimes remind myself. Like sensitive used to be a negative for me. But now sensitive is a positive for me. You know, you're authentic. What? what, what tell me three things. Put you on the spot now. Oh, we don't have enough time for that, yeah, Mike. Uh, <laughs> There's too many. Uh, no. Um, I'll agree with that. I'll say sensitive. Yeah. Because I always view that as being negative And I, yeah. I used to hate that quality about myself. Mm. But then I feel sensitivity kind of is quite an endearing quality as well. Yeah. Especially like among men to be that honest with the feelings. Um, I would say... Oh, you put me on the spot. The thing is, though, whatever, like... you, whatever you say, I, I'm not going to argue with you because... And this is something, do you remember on the level two, our tutor said... I think someone said it. He said, you are who you say you are. Or someone said it. And it's really stuck with me. I mean, I can't say like... I'm a pelican because I'm not a pelican, am I? But I could say I'm caring, and it's up to someone else. You're stealing to, my words, Mike. That's one of Want to prove it to me that I'm not a, pe- a pelican? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, uh, I'm not caring. Then they have to. They have to prove that, don't they? Because I believe that. You know, I'd say sensitive, caring, and honest. And they're great qualities to have. Like how many men and how many people are, are like that? Truly, truly like that. You know, some people say I'm dead honest, me. But then, if you just like dropping bombs to offend people, then that's not really the right. I feel like when you are honest person, though, you get some people in life where they're kind of out to use people or get kind of like yeah. um, looking out for the personal gain. But I feel like when you are an honest person and you do believe in that, and it all goes back to self belief and self worth. But when you really believe those qualities within yourself, I feel like it really does like shine 
through down. and it becomes such an such an endearing and it becomes like an addictive quality as well and you tend to attract similar people obviously people which is how we met in terms of being friends and whatnot people are drawn uh, to you like if you say you make a mistake or something and you're like oh i was feeling a little bit this because of this and this is what we're hoping to achieve i'm hoping to achieve with children in schools with the, mm. the, what i'm trying to achieve we talk about it mate is i'm feeling x because of y and it doesn't always have to be the deepest thing in the world like like now i'm feeling a little bit exposed because I feel like maybe I'm talking too much but now I said it out loud I don't feel as bad as I did 10 seconds ago to be honest I think you are talking too much Mikey it's my podcast (laughs) this is your because I think you have got a really interesting story tell us a little bit more about you because I know you know you've got a lot of things that you've done in your past that have been you know very good with tv and other things and yeah so basically um for those that don't know um I'm an actor or recently got back into acting. So from 19 till 27, um, I've done acting. So I've done like various TV shows, um, a couple of theatre tours as well. And I've recently got back into it and I've done kind of things in terms of living abroad, which I thought, it's going back to what you said about the qualities of being authentic mm. um, and being truthful within yourself. I feel when I did that experience which was two years ago now I literally got a one-way ticket got on the plane didn't know anybody and to go through that experience um, and only have that self-belief really of thinking I know who I am as a person and I know that for who I am as a person I always tend to attract quality and meet amazing people and the company that I work for, um, I'm going to give a shout out yeah. to them for anyone listening to this. Um, so if you go to Tenerife, guys, um, Ticket Box, ticket there you box. go, amazing people. Um, shout out to Jane, Gary and Ian. But um, yeah, what I actually realised from like taking that leap and taking that risk is when you are true to yourself you tend to attract those kind of qualities within the people that you meet and you're able to kind of reflect to feel like when you are away especially being away from home and being away from friends and family where when you have a bad day you can't really run to anyone or go down to the pub or like you Mm. know have that conversation i feel like when um you have time to self-reflect you kind of get to know a sense of who you are and i feel like that's where mindfulness and meditation comes into um comes into place and being able to find those qualities within ourselves so when you're doing that when you might because i am dipped my toe i suppose in mindfulness and things like that in the past how do you how quickly do you get in that zone what do you think it's not quickly it's something i still struggle with because i'm the most impatient person in the world I hate shopping, I hate anything, any quality that requires patience, which yeah. is ironic because I'm saying like, yeah, I want to be a counsellor and there's me like saying I hate patience, but... Um, You're pushing yourself though. Yeah, and I think you just learn, you just learn that everything has its time and it's just being mindful of not always thinking about yourself, but thinking about other people and that you're not always on the same speed in terms of where you're going and the same direction in life. And I feel like when you just take time to just meditate or take time just out your day to kind of like really have that sense of self-awareness and quality. Do you use an app for like self-awareness again, running theme through everything we do, isn't it? But do you use this particular app or do you just meditate? 
so there is an app a friend of mine recommended and I know he's probably going to listen to this yeah. and he'll laugh this isn't a joke by the way this is an actual app but the app is called it's called Fabulous you and are it's Fabulous it's true it's not even named after me but it is um, and it's basically um, it gives you little exercises to do right um, basically and it, it it kind of makes you feel a lot more positive about yourself and it gives you little tasks to do that are all about your kind of self-worth so I highly recommend it as well as um, my cousin who recommended me a book recently um, called Mindfulness um, I cannot remember the author whatsoever um, well if you remember you can tell me and I'll I will it. tell you I'll let you know I've got, got so many link books or something. I've got so many books I need to check out myself actually <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, you, yeah, like I say, go back, you are what you say you are, and you, you learn to meditate, you, you, you've described yourself as caring, that's what I'd like to touch on. So how does that make you feel then, when you're being caring? Like, you know, what effect does that have on you, when you say volunteering, or when you say doing your counselling, or... I feel that when I show those qualities, or know that I've had an effect on people, because I used to work in a care home as an activities coordinator, like, um, a good few years ago now I think it was like 25 and I had a woman who actually um, saw me last year whom I was close with the dad who's, who's now passed and um, she just said to me she was like can I just say she goes how you were with my dad was so lovely and I'll honestly never forget you such a lovely person and it's not so much of achieving the comments in an egotistical kind yeah. of way but it's the kind of feeling knowing that you've had an effect on a person like that and I think it's such a beautiful quality and I feel like we live in a world now where technology has advanced so much but our mind hasn't advanced to the speed of where technology is and yes. I feel like we don't take the time to communicate anymore to we're communicating too much with our phones yeah that's we, it. We I want to this is being phone on the phone but yeah. that that's a, it goes back to the whole moderation thing again like it's fine to like use things but it's time it's important as well because like people like eating food we don't sit down with families anymore it's a case of everyone's on the phone or um, that's because, a form of mindfulness though isn't it like if you're eating together yeah. like you're mindful it's in that communication moment. and it's being able to talk about how you feel and which is obviously about you know your group talk about me and it's just being able to have that relationship with family and friends and instead of like looking at a phone or liking pictures or memes all the time and time can go so fast yeah. doing it i've done it myself where you can watch countless youtube videos that aren't really that relevant it's just there and you watch it because it's there before you know it hours passed and mm. that's time where you can literally if you've got anything on your mind just speak to someone go for a coffee leave your phone at home um, connection with somebody yeah. is so much more powerful but I, I, I've been victim of it myself it's funny it's ironic as I've put myself out there by doing this I've spent more time trying to set it up on social media and, and I feel like sometimes I'm losing myself so exactly. I have to do a podcast to bring myself back I think all of us are guilty of like um, becoming victims to modern day society in terms of mm. the way social media and technology is and I think we all all need even time of the day to just actually talk to one another yeah, you get addicted like, to that dopamine as well which is that feeling you get when you get a like or something like that and yeah. they are changing it because it's affecting young people um, so much but going back to like you, don't forget to like the podcast guys yeah, like, you know, <laughs> likes, um, identity your identity and you, you know the way you described yourself so with your acting yeah how much do you draw on like you 
your true feelings because like because you are so open and authentic like i said when you gave that talk that was the catalyst i think for growth in the group and do you, how much of that do you put in even if you're feeling vulnerable put that into your acting because it must be nerve nerve-wracking like every core of my being sometimes i feel like i'm more honest as an actor because i feel like i'm hiding behind i hate talking in third person it's not arrogant and um, <laughs> i feel i feel like um when I'm portraying a character and that character's going through specific emotions, I feel like I almost relate to what they're going through and I feel like I have more confidence in letting that person show their emotions, like, um, visibly. Like, I, I really struggle to cry in my everyday life. Really? Unless it's, like, long-lost families or something like that, but, like, I can oh, cry yeah, at a film, but I can't, like, show emotion for myself. But I feel like when I'm actually doing a character... Um, I actually filmed something a couple of weeks ago um, from a play called Festin um, and the character was someone who kind of held kind of whose sister kind of basically committed suicide and he was battling with the emotion and basically I felt like in betraying him and what he was going through I was able to kind of get that emotional in terms of being able to cry and being able to be free because it's almost like you're not you feel like you're not being judged because you're portraying someone else so i feel like it yeah. gives you a complete sense of openness to just be free in how you convey emotions or anger and emotions so you're so. applying your empathic understanding to the yeah. character but using your own yeah that is that that's so that in many ways even though you're playing a character you are being a version of the real you in some ways if you're like yeah, like you say, yeah you can't the emotion's cry. real because it's the core of where it comes from yeah but then i feel like it's almost like it's almost like halloween like yeah. halloween's coming up you can wear like you know like face paint or something yeah. and you kind of like the mask dressing yourself yeah it's the whole mask isn't it facade so it's interesting that, and, and let's go on to acting and like how how much acting is, is real and, and how does it portray because you know there's so many different issues and conditions that people deal with nowadays like how you know I don't know is there anything that you would say struck you from acting that you've seen of say I don't say mental illness but like how how do, how do people portray that if they've not felt it themselves or maybe they have I feel like in terms of acting and why I love the craft so much is there's positives and negatives to it. I'm not going to completely yeah. portray a one-sided view because it's always important to be accurate and be honest because when you're tackling anything to do with mental health or suicide, it mm. is such a sensitive subject and you've got to be aware and have a sense of awareness of the audience that's watching, of families or anyone who's been affected by issues so you obviously see it like you can watch um tv shows like coronation street yeah. um when they did the um suicide storyline with shane ward yeah. um or even eastenders when yeah, you have to do it sensitively yeah and obviously it does give information afterwards to say if you've been affected yeah. and then it gives helpline numbers of people to yeah. talk to but how I real is too real sorry to jump in there that just came to my mind how, how real is how too real? real is too real for tv because they say you you have to suspend your what is it, suspend suspend your beliefs suspend of disbelief. Obviously, it does have that kind of watershed kind of time frame, but I feel like sometimes, um, sometimes you just need to push taboo subjects yeah. a bit more, and it raises awareness. It, yeah, let people know because the fact is is that you can't 
I'm going to quote. Go um, I, love I'm a gonna, I, I love a cheeky quote. So, um, Virginia Woolf, who Virginia was Woolf. a writer, she kind of has this saying, and it always stays with me. I think it's so true and it's so amazing. But she, she said, um, you can't escape life by avoiding it. And I feel like it's so adapts and so true. It's one of the reflection ones, that, isn't it? So, like, it's one of those kind of quotes where... I think I feel like everyone's been so sensitive lately where we've kind of forgot to actually have a sense of humour about so much things because it's like we can't do that, we can't yeah, how can say you this, be... we can't then say that. And it's yeah. kind of become this is in my opinion, yeah. it's become a kind of a bit too a bit too much. Like you know what I mean? You just need yeah, you just meet people just need to lighten up a bit. It's and, like comedy, like comedy's yeah. always been the way of making light of life, life can but be difficult. You can't, like, but yeah. you can't like not show things because, oh, that's too controversial or yeah. I don't want to push any boundaries. Like, it is real and it is real life and we need to show these things. We can't make out like we live in this perfect world because it doesn't exist and that's not where we, we're at. And the platform of using TV and cinema and film is being able to kind of reach a mass audience, yeah. especially when it comes to the younger generation. Yeah. And I feel that's where you can use celebrity as a positive. So who's a good people... role model? Who's a good role model? Like, I mean, I follow people on social media, um, writers and people like that. Uh, Matt Haig's great because he does all the mental health books and kids books. Who's an actress who's on like Instagram, Jamila Jamal or something, like body positivity for women, okay. but, but quite honest about stuff. But like, how, that's the thing, how honest is too honest? Like, you know, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. You told me before to go and see Joker, the movie, The Joker. It was the incredible. Joker. I highly recommend everyone go and see. It was absolutely yeah. amazing. How did it? What did you notice? What stood out in, in terms of obviously, Joker's was in an insane asylum, wasn't he? He was. I'm trying to say this without giving it away. Don't, no spoilers. Um, sorry. How do we do this? Um, I'm not going to spoil it, guys. Don't worry. Don't switch off. Um, obviously, it's the backstory of why the Joker became the Joker, yeah. and you find out that his past was quite sad really and he, he had his own mental health yeah. issues to deal with and I feel what made it so kind of heartbreaking to watch is while the joke is considered the kind of baddie yeah. in the Batman franchise I feel like um, in the portrayal how the Joker is in the film I feel like you understand the reason. It doesn't justify it. And this goes to people, you know, who might... Um, Got to be careful. Do things this. that... Yeah, do are, things that they should do. Do bad things. Yeah, like... This, Commit crimes. Uh, it, yeah, exactly. yeah, let's go with that. So, there's always... It stems from something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's always something it stems from. And that doesn't justify it. But sometimes that person maybe doesn't recognise their own behaviour as to why they're acting out in that way. And it's that frustration. It goes back to this entire podcast yeah. of talking out. Acceptance. And especially amongst men and being able to be outspoken about emotions. And people do act out in different ways. And the way that he portrayed that character, despite the things that he does within the film that aren't great things. Um, you can see why. You understand why. And there's always that... This is my opinion, I don't know if everyone else watched this, but I feel like throughout all of the film, you kind of had an empathic kind of understanding, understanding but, yeah. and you kind of felt sorry for him, really, and I think that's what make, makes it amazing. And going back to like um, how much is too much, 
um, within the film. I know that I've read a few articles of people that have walked out because they say, you know, it's promoting, um, it's promoting crime and and it's a movie and it's mate is glamorizing mental health, but. I don't know how you can say that. How can you glamorise something that I is? Because it's not. It's it. not it's, it's, I don't think it's a sense of glamorising it. I think it actually portrayed it accurately not by people doing things because of things they've been affected by. Mm. And how can you say that's too much or not too much because it's somebody's truth mm. and somebody's own, truth own, isn't yeah. wrong. Do you know what I mean? So. Own your own narrative is a good thing I've read recently. It's in that it's your own story. Oh, if something bad has happened to you, and you've, we all have things we have to deal with, every single person out there, but if you have de- dealt with it, or you are dealing with it, then it's okay to present your narrative and and this as this is what's happened, you know, because it's your life, your story. The only thing you can control is you. And I think that going back to within that the whole acting thing that you brought up, I think I know I've kind of yeah. touched on it, but I feel like with cinema and with um music and um celebrity culture that's a way of pushing and having an awareness and the younger generation is more likely to kind of look up to people as role models which we all did as kids we all have role models we looked looked up to or yeah. identified with them because they shared and made it okay for difference to be accepted like if you look at artists like david bowie um, or just people who at the time were so different yet even within genres of music like punk, it kind of created a movement of people saying, okay, I feel like I identify with this and it's a group of people and it, it, it's such a bigger thing than just being the art itself in terms of music or film. It's, it's kind of creating a movement of people where they feel okay to be themselves and be accepted. That's, that is fantastic, isn't it? Like when it, as, some, as things become more socially acceptable and like you, you say you have role models, like you say, you might see David Bowie. But like if someone just on the normal street was just going around dressed like David Bowie, still some people would be like, what's he doing? Like, it's almost acceptable when you're famous, but not for an everyday person. But I, I think it's really inspiring. That's a good thing to say. Yeah. It's really inspiring. Um, it's inspiring to see these role models. Yeah, so I think we've covered quite a lot here today. And uh, bring it back to the men's mental health, because every man is different, aren't they? Like we, we have different characters. But what would you like to see more of in men's mental health? Like, what, what do we need? I'd just like it to continue the path that it's going down because I am seeing loads of... And this is what we're seeing. This also... I know it sounds like I've been quite one-sided in terms of the negative aspects of social media, but then it is using those platforms to use it as a positive. So I feel like in terms of making men's mental health more known and more spoken about that it's okay to talk I mean just last year statistically there was three quarters of suicides in the UK that were men really and that's such like it's so concerning and it's such a high rate so like I think talking about suicide I did mental health first aid last week right uh and even if people on the course some people were uncomfortable talking about it and and if it needs to become this not taboo subject, like because if you don't say ask someone are they having suicidal thoughts, if you know you're not going to go up to anyone on the street, but if you see someone acting strangely or like someone you might work with, or and everyone can help. If you say you have to, you have to just come out and say like in some situations are you having suicidal thoughts because how would you know otherwise? Like sometimes they can't always verbalise it and it makes people uncomfortable, this subject. And but... it is important that you said that as well because yeah. um, 
not all conditions. I saw a meme actually on Facebook where it kind of showed um, different kind of um, disabilities of, of being, whether it be um, visible, so to speak. Yeah. So it could be the fact of someone in a wheelchair or yeah. someone with a walking frame yeah. or someone, you know, yeah. who's got, you know, yeah. like, conditions where it's able to see that there's something wrong with the person. But then the mind is also equally, if yeah. not more so important um, in terms of being people that can kind. suffer with like anxieties or depression, which is something I've battled with. And I feel like where I've learned to be more free in myself, um, and one comment Machu made is that the more you learn to be honest about your feelings and the way that you do feel, not just within men, but just within anyone who's battling mental health, mm-hmm it kind of frees you in a sense because you're taking so much of the baggage that you can keep contained inside and I feel like when you do that it's it's such a relief and I feel like it took me 11 months after a breakup this year to kind of literally feel like I was swimming to the surface and felt like I could find who I was again and it goes back to not putting so much pressure on ourselves to be a perfectionist or not trying to feel that achievements based on society standards Uh, what success is because success is different for every single person and we all go through different things and like um, say for instance now I've gone back into working within hospitality which is something I never thought I would have done again and I kind of initially a few years ago would have had that oh my god I'm kind of like earning like minimum wage at this age and like where am I going in life like I feel like a failure blah 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 and then I've not come to view it as that because it was my choice based on looking after my own mental health and it's important to know that life is a journey and you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs and as soon as you accept that, that's accepting being human and it it does make you feel so much better about yourself and you do realise that it's becoming more known where other people, I've spoken to people who have been like, oh I felt like that but I just, I've never said it before and there's so many people which again keeps taboo subjects um, in themselves in not being able to talk about the mental health and the battles yeah. with it. And yeah. I feel that the more we speak, the more that it creates awareness and the more awareness that you make, the more it creates a movement. And I feel that's the direction we need to go. That's a really, really good answer. <laughs> no, that's it. Like, the more people do it, the more acceptable it becomes. But when you see men, and, and I'm talking about, when we refer to men, like the men who you wouldn't expect to do it. And, and when they start to do it, they actually get to the point of what's behind the way they're acting or they feel it's like a realization isn't it and like i've always been able to do that because I've, I've my feelings have always bubbled under the surface and that's why i've acted out or done things that maybe people might have thought were awkward or upsetting you know but because i can't put a lid on those things but once once like men start to get in touch with their true feelings it's it's like you put a plaster over something that's on you know but is it going to get to the root cause of what it is and it's therapy the will benefit anyone but i think as a way in for peer support for these men's <clears> kind of groups why wait until a crisis point that's just stupid in my opinion like exactly. i've been there i've done it i've had the mental breakdown i've done those things like that's i'll keep going out there and say don't make the mistakes that i've made like because it, it's not nice guys and you know that's why guys are doing things that are drastic because they've got to a point where they think there's no way back but if you come out into a room and then 
you say something and and then the first time in your life that you're not judged or then and someone believes in you that's the change exactly. like that happened to me 100 percent. like that happened to me with laura and, and and like as soon as i thought hang on a minute she doesn't think all these bad things about me that i expected everyone to think about me and she she accepts she accepted me for who i am and i she accepted me as i was then and i couldn't accept that and then i started to change but then now looking back i do accept myself now like i'm not 100 percent a perfect person but because I was able to like get those feelings out mm-hmm. and process them, that's like working out in the gym, isn't it? You're working your, out in your brain. Exactly, and that's the thing. In fact, my cousin actually mentioned this a few weeks ago that while we can look after our own physical appearance in terms of going to the gym, it's important to equally give that attention to the mind as well um, and just take time to learn to love ourselves a bit more. And even if, we like one thing I do is I try and keep a diary or a journal of just writing positive things of being kind to myself because mm. one of uh, one of my friends said to me um, on the course like would you treat your best friend or with the kind of yeah. respect that you treat yourself because we can be so self-sabotaging this is something I learned on the self- course as well on the yeah. mental health first aid like that often if someone's having a crisis and you're sitting down or whatever just like, what would yourself. you think about your friend? What would you say to your friend in this situation if they can't help? You know, exactly. And that's because we we were so blinkered. And it's just taking time to treat yourself with that little bit of kindness. And the more that we kind of do that, the more that we kind of learn to love ourselves. And it's not it's not going to be a dramatic change. It's not the easiest thing. I think it's something that I will always battle with. Always. But then you can always just find that little time to think. Okay, I'm not going to treat myself like that because I don't deserve to be. I don't deserve to feel like that yeah. and I'm not a horrible person like what would you like I think one of the instructors on the course said like she sometimes she hears her children saying silly things like oh I'm really stupid and I'm really and she says don't talk about my son like that like what yeah. would your mum say if she heard you saying that about yourself probably the same thing yeah like exactly and what if, if, if you heard your best friend say and saying and thinking some of the same things that you did when you were in a bad place you'd be like so if you care about your family and friends, you it would it, you wouldn't accept it for them. So why accept it for yourself? Like I think it's a kind of good place to end. And uh, you know, it's not never a done deal. It's always mm-hmm. ongoing. But by connecting with people, courage, compassion, connection. That's my tagline. <laughs> and you'll get that outlet. So yeah. Any any final thoughts? I'll leave it to you before we finish. Any final thoughts is just. To talk about it, mate. Oh, I, I, I didn't even <laughs> she, say. You there. There you go. You didn't even have to finish. There you go. Talk about how you feel. Um, don't feel that by being a man and feeling that you've been emotional that is considered being a wimp or being, um, not being man enough. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm struggling and I need help, and that's not just in in, um physical situations it's literally emotionally as well there's nothing wrong with not being okay yeah it's okay to not be okay and things do get better and sometimes you can get better quite quickly as soon as you've admitted that but uh thanks for having you here episode 11 i do think if it's all right with you i'm going to get you on again in the future we'll Uh, see we'll see how it goes well if you're not too famous by then uh all right take care everybody thanks for listening thank you mike